0: Hello and welcome to Rockets Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Clockwise. I'm Simone De Rochefort, Senior Video Producer at Polygon, and I'm joined today by Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, Executive Director at Rebellion Pack. Welcome to the show. This is episode 364. We're really we're closing in on a year, and we're closing in so quickly. It's very scary. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: honestly, no, no, it is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be like a weird downer or whatever, but like, I, I feel like I just, you know, we were all talked about how terrible 2020 was, but at least we got two Taylor Swift albums and, you know, like a, there was a few months of normalcy. It just feels like 2021. Like, I just want to take a whole mulligan for the year. Like, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was
2: supposed to be our year that things got better and <laughs> uh, kind of a mixed bag.
0: Oh, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we have uh, actually that's very fitting because some of our topics today are pretty dark. But we're going to start with a positive <laughs> update. So we have been covering over the past month or so, wire cutters' attempts to bargain with the New York Times. Uh, the wire cutter writers went on strike over Thanksgiving, over Black Friday weekend, which is one of the biggest traffic and retail weekends of the year, of course. And on Twitter, they have announced uh, that the wire union has. Reached a deal with New York Times management after two years of bargaining and a five-day strike. Uh, as a reminder, they were you know, trying to make a deal that compensated their writers more fairly. They were severely underpaid compared to New York Times newsroom writers, um, despite the fact that Wirecutter, you know, is behind a paywall, makes a lot of money for the New York Times, and those writers are are very skilled skilled people. So. Yay to
2: this! I'm so happy to see this. You know, A, everybody I know that works at Wirecutter is a genuinely good person. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like they're nice, they're talented, and, you know, just seeing people stick together, like this was only, a unit of what, 64 people, uh, like collectively bargaining together. And I mean, the stuff they got is huge. I mean, five thousand extra dollars for the lowest paid employees there. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, right? Uh, you know, and into NDAs and, you know, better uh things with like harassment if it were to happen at work. I mean, if you look at what they got, it's it's substantial. And I think it's a really good uh I think it's a really good uh, argument for uh your union benefiting you at work.
0: Mm-hmm. And and for striking, uh, and this comes at a time when we've just seen, I think, the first Starbucks location to unionize, um, and a lot of uh, bruhaha over John Deere's uh, strikers. Uh, so it, it it seems to be at, you know, after years of union busting in the states that we're kind of having a union upswing once again. So that's very interesting and something to keep an eye on. I love now. It. Let us talk about the terrible things that are happening in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. As the <laughs> this Wired piece proclaims in the headline, the internet is on fire. Okay, a zero-day vulnerability has been discovered in Log4J, which is a Java library logging framework from Apache that records application activity. Uh, that exploit is being called Log4Shell. Uh, It's uh, so log4j is mostly in use in enterprise systems and web apps, and it can be exploited to the the bug can be exploited to take remote control of those systems in a way that is horrifyingly simple. So if a malicious code string is logged by log4j version 2.0 or higher, a hacker can then load whatever Java code they want onto that server, which is absolutely nuts. Uh, this came to prominence, um, I mean, it was discovered uh, early, last week, I believe, but it came to prominence in Minecraft servers, yep. and specifically the Java version of Minecraft, uh, where people were able to exploit the bug simply by changing their display names in order to trigger it. Um, it can also potentially be triggered over email. Uh, there was a tweet that Wired referenced as well in their piece uh, that uh, somebody had you know to test it. Triggered it by changing his iPhone name uh, and then reported it to Apple to be like, "Hey, <laughs> that's not great." Uh, other affected services include Cloudflare, Steam, and Baidu. Uh, it is it is everywhere c- because j- the framework is so ubiquitous. It's so ubiquitous. This this yeah. is the
1: wor- we, if you remember Heartbleed, which was mm-hmm. the OpenSSL bl- um, bug that happened seven years ago, seven and a half years ago. This this is worse than Heartbleed um, in terms of, uh, how easy it is to exploit and it's, it's probably equal. I mean, uh, OpenSSL is probably in more places, uh, than, um, uh, 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 log4j, but this is worse than Heartbleed, and Heartbleed was, we thought like, that that was like the worst mm-hmm. internet
0: bug ever. Sorry, go on. There's a great quote, uh, in the Wired piece from Free Wortley, uh, the CEO of Lunasec, The quote is, it's pretty dang bad. Uh, And it is probably going to ruin Christmas for a lot of IT and security professionals who are working to fix their servers. Um, Also, according to Ars Technica, uh, this is a direct quote researchers report seeing this critical and easy to exploit vulnerability being used to install crypto mining malware, bolster Linux botnets, and exfiltrate configurations, environmental variables, and other potentially sensitive data from vulnerable servers. Um, that's pretty much the end of my summary. It is it is completely ubiquitous. Um, and they reported it, it had not, I think, been exploited before December 2nd, but exploitation of it went massively up after it became public. Um, and there's really nothing that we as just end users can do about it other than update things when those updates come through. Um, but yeah, sorry to, to everyone who has to work to fix this freaking <laughs> it's, it's thing. It's not
2: dark. We're giving you a heads up. We that's are helping sinister. inform you that when you get that message saying, please update your iPhone, your don't PC, it off. your Mac, <laughs> like, don't put it off this time. Like, yeah. like please do that.
1: <laughs> no, it definitely. And, and I would just say too, you know, for people, there are a lot of people who have mistakenly, I think said, oh, well, I don't use Java. So not, I'm not impacted. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's. A usually Stupid. not completely true because <laughs> a lot of the web servers that people use, there might be a Java dependency there. Which in most cases, the reason why this is so ubiquitous is that logging is a very important and common function. And so, having a library that logs what's happening, so you can go through, you know, your errors, you can see what happened, is really common. And this has been the go-to logging utility um, used in Java frameworks. And and so, um, if you have you know, a server that is is using Java in some way, which most of them are,
0: mm-hmm. there's a
1: possibility you could be impacted. So I would say, you know, as individuals, if you were managing your own infrastructure and your own things, then you should definitely be looking into how you can run the checks and see if you're vulnerable and, and running updates and disabling the things that need to be disabled. Um, if you are not, though, I would say, like, if you have a website hosted someplace, even if it's a, like a small host, especially actually, if it's a smaller host, check mm-hmm. with your 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 website provider. Like check with them and make sure that whatever you're running is 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 good. Make sure that that they are up to date. Um, check with your ISP. This is going to be, I think, a big one. Also, smaller ISPs because this is people use Java in all kinds of ways. You know, for 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 dashboards, for login portals, for all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, check with them. Um, your banking systems, billing systems. I mean, these are things that. Unfortunately, even though there's, you know, as, as end users, we're, we're kind of impotent in terms of, of what we can do about it. What you can do is be on the lookout if stuff is starting to, to seem fishy. And you can also, I think, start, um, you know, asking questions and and looking for updates from the, the companies that you pay money to to make sure that they are on it. Because um, a lot of big companies, uh, Microsoft, Amazon, Cloudflare, Google, are doing what they can on like kind of like the, the the firewall side and like caching side to try to intercept some of these um, attacks before they hit. But mm-hmm. we've already seen a slew of ransomware attacks attacking yep. payroll systems, attacking all kinds of other things. Like this is bad. So yeah. um, it's uh, it's one of those things where um, I don't feel like it's been getting as much attention as it should. To be completely honest, um, mm-hmm. I feel like Heartbleed which was um, less bad um, in terms of how easy it was to be exploited. Um, it had a fun logo and it had like a just wall-to-wall coverage. I feel like this hasn't gotten as much, but we'll have resources in, in our in our show notes um, where you can go. But, but again, I mean, this is one of those things where if you are paying somebody to manage like your website and to do something else, whether it's your business, your personal thing, whatever, you know, your emails, that sort of thing, like be asking those questions. Have you checked? Are you updated? Because that's just the best that, that we can kind of do at this point.
2: A hundred percent. And also, you know, be very, uh, like, we have dedicated organized crime that has leaped all over this, right? Like, it's been reported, you know, some of them are out of Iran, some of them are out of Russia, some of them are out of China. and They're using this right now. So be like you should always be a little bit suspicious when you get an email asking you to <laughs> click on something or you know to give some information I would say like quadruple down on those suspicions I got a text message today from DHL saying hey uh, we had some extra uh, tariffs come up and you need to pay us this money to uh, get your package and I checked it and I double checked it and I went and looked at the source code and it turned out to be legit, but that yeah. kind of like paranoia Jeez. is, I mean, I would say, like, really use a high level of judgment right now. Um, you know, and even if you don't personally run like Java on your Mac by some miracle, you know, your cloud provider. Might do that, you know, but they definitely like someone, do. They definitely
1: right. do in some way. And and the, the, the big ones have have updated their things. But again, this is comes I don't want to get into a whole discussion, but there's a difference between if you're running in a platform as a service or infrastructure as a service. If you're somebody mm-hmm. who's trying to roll your own stuff, it's possible that your Docker container might have it and you don't even know it like there, there are things you need to check. But um, uh, again, this is why I'm saying, especially to people who, you know, have like websites for their businesses or, or whatnot, check with your web host and make sure that they have updated. There have been reports of certain versions of, um, massive like website control panels that could be impacted. And the initial response from those control panel companies, which are primarily owned by the same, like, you know, like PE screwballs was dismissive. I'm still worried about that because if something comes out, like I'm not saying this this could get worse before it gets better, is all I'm saying. So so check with the mm-hmm. people who host your websites to make sure that they are taking the proper precautions.
0: Yeah, I read in I th- either the wire to the Arsenica piece that this could be ongoing for something like six months or longer. Um, which makes sense because it's at such scale. So thank you guys for thank you both for the actual like actionable. Tasks for people to do because it it definitely felt very like, oh God, what can I even do about this when I was reading about it today? Um, But thank you.
1: You can be my mom. You can be my mom and you can be annoying and you can call and you can request. You can be that woman (laughs) who can be like, (laughs) have you patched against Log4j? Have you patched? Are you patched? Are you aware?
0: And I'm dropping in the show notes a a resource that either brie or christina linked uh, which is the tech solvency page on yes, just it's really all good. of the the stories so far it's got a ton of sections uh it summarizes it really well and it links out to a bunch of different articles uh that report on it so definitely check that out if you want to get like a big big picture of uh of what this is and what is happening in regards to it
2: You know what I find really scary about this? You know, like Log4J is like this this logging software. It's like commonly used, right? If you understand how the internet works, which is basically like, One technology built on another technology built on another technology from, like, the 90s that uses this file, this DLL from some deprecated version of Microsoft Windows from, like, 1990. Like, if you understand all of this, the thing that really keeps me up at night is, like... This is just the one we found with security research, which is massively (laughs) underfunded. And Uh, it's no mystery why, like, nation-state weapons are able to be developed that, like, uh, break into systems, because our entire electronic infrastructure is basically crap. Oh,
0: goodness. uh, Well, let's talk about something that's not crap. Yes! Analog Pocket Reviews are out in the wild. This is Analog's new handheld little Game Boy-esque retro console uh, that has guts that will emulate tons, tons of retro handhelds like the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, uh, Sega Game Gear, Atari Lynx, even the Neo Geo Pocket Color. This bad boy has a 3.5 inch LCD screen with 1600 by 1440 resolution. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It can be docked to your TV and people are losing their minds for it uh reviewers are saying that if you are the kind of retro gamer that has a ton of cartridges still sitting around this is an incredible deal because it can probably play all of them uh unlike pack-ins like the snes classic uh the analog pocket offers a like broad range of games like from all of these consoles with a premium feeling device and a absolutely baller screen that is i think what i've seen the most praise for is how the screen can upscale things without causing like blurring or uh, stretching pixels too much. It apparently looks really, really good. And at the same time, can like emulate the way that older screens might have looked. So you're not seeing the games in a way that would look unnatural. Now, Christina, I believe you have an analog pocket. What is tell me about your situation? Okay, so I I pre ordered I pre ordered two. I got the black one
1: and the white one. I don't know when it will arrive.
0: Ugh, pain because <laughs> because because
1: the, the, they said that it'll arrive sometime between yesterday and the thirtieth. And of course, I'm going to be out of town. So of course, oh, no. which which is what it is. But I I should have I should have updated and had them send me. Um, Send it to me after the first of the year but
2: so uh, you don't have a tracking number yet either because no. i'm like checking it every day no i don't have any Come tracking mind. number yeah. at all
1: no no yeah. i don't so um and i was going to sell brie potentially sell brie my other one i kind of wanted to Please keep do. one as, as a collector's yeah. item but and, and maybe well, i will we'll, we'll, well okay well when i get it we'll, 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 see. we'll figure it out we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out but um but yeah but i uh, but i got the white one the black one two or no i got one case and i got a dock um and I'm I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm very excited to either use like a, a ROM card or uh, the wait for the jailbreak, which I'm assuming has probably already come out. Um, <laughs> because I do have physical games, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie on this podcast and be like, oh yes, I have hundreds of, of physical Game Boy games that I'm going to put into yeah, this thing. Tell That's us not what how the benefit works. of the, the
0: jailbreak is. Like, what are you waiting for?
1: So so the benefit of the jailbreak would be that you could play cards, uh, you could play games directly off of the SD card.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: so because the way that, that analog stuff works, obviously they want to do everything by the book. They are not, you know, one of the, like, you know, Chinese, like, kind of like, like you know, somebody takes a Raspberry Pi and, like, puts, like, a, a crappy emulator on it and does it. Like, they have an FPGA. They are reverse engineering the hardware as, as one-to-one as they can. Um, and they are making it compatible with the original cartridges. Um, they do have it set so that if you were to get, like, a, a, a cartridge that was had lots of roms on it um like 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 a everpack i think they're called I'm mm-hmm. not, uh, um, yep. like you could do that um but for every single analog product that has come out there has also been a jailbreak very quickly which will allow you to then run things off of an sd card which obviously is just much faster
2: and that's true you know maybe this is a mix of like having money and like being kind of a snob with this i just i feel like there's something really magical about playing the games on on uh like like having a copy of final fantasy tactics advance and slowly working your way through that on gba is a really magical experience as opposed to just playing like 100 games for five seconds in a big list of ROMs. it's just do you know what i mean yeah it's, no no and i, and
1: I totally agree yeah. with that. i'm just saying me personally i have about 25 game boy well, games I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on eBay getting a bunch of them,
2: mm-hmm. like, like hey, just. Hey, hey, Simone, ask me what I did this week.
0: Hey, Brianna, what would you do this week?
2: I spent a lot of time on eBay getting
1: <laughs> <those> right,
0: games. <laughs> which is cool, and I respect Spending that. Spending way too much money, and I will segment in yes. our next episode, Brianna, that is yeah. going to be
1: all about that. <laughs> I was going to say, look, and I and I respect people who want to do that. My whole thing is even for games that like, and and this actually is very common for games that I like legally own and have the ability to do. It's just like. Same with my Kendall like I don't want to deal with the cartridges. Like I don't want to have to deal oh, with that sort of thing. So I like having it all in one place. Some of the other things they've done, at least with other jailbreaks, um, have been to add other sorts of you know support for other sorts of games and stuff like that. Um, I didn't get any of the adapters for Game Gear or the Lynx or the the uh, Neo Geo Pocket because I accidentally bought two. I will give you one of mine. Okay, well I don't I don't really want them to be honest. Oh, well, um, <laughs> because those games were all garbage. So yes, they were. Um, they were bad. Uh,
2: terrible
1: I, I mean honestly like like game gear was a terrible system um yep. the atari Lynx i always wanted one as, as a kid because it had a tv tuner
0: but yeah we can be honest yeah. and say the the gba or the g the game boy line of consoles is uh gonna and it even looks like a game boy with its button layout
1: well 100 and that was the only i mean like i guess the Lynx did too and, and i guess one of the versions of the um, a Neo Geo Pocket um, was also um, one of one was horizontal, one was vertical. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they they totally designed it to look like kind of like, um you know, like a it, it's kind of a combo of like the, the Game Boy Pocket slash color. And if you were to take like the Game Boy Advance SP, but just have it always not in clamshell mode, I feel <laughs> like that's kind of what it looks like.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally beautiful. If if I can get really nerdy on this because yeah, I'm do. like an analog ultra fan, right? Like I've got I have their uh, NT which was impossible to get that cost me like $1000. I've got, you know, their their uh Super Nintendo, I've got their Genesis. I will be first in line to get their their uh Neo Geo equivalent when it comes out. Um this this console is really interesting. So they spent a lot of time Figuring out how to make the screen really, really, really look like the systems they're trying to emulate. Like if you've ever seen an OG uh, Nintendo Game Boy, there's kind of a you have to remember the the LED when it came out. It wasn't an LED for starters, but right. the screen it wasn't on it, backlit. It was it was not backlit, and there's this ghosting effect to mm-hmm. it. So one of the ways that modern emulators try to do this is they um, they they will just turn everything into a pixel right and you look at it, it's so sharp that it just doesn't feel right. They've gone to the actual trouble because the density on this screen is so high that if you zoom down in on it, it actually has like a, a, a line around it where that ink would be, not the ink, but the, the, the color, the, the darker color would be inside of the, the, the original Game Boy screen. So... You know the ghosting isn't there, but like the shimmering effects that are in games like uh, Simon's uh, uh, Castlevania Adventure uh, on Game Boy, it's there. And the the thing that makes all of this possible. Is uh, FPGA, which is a field programmable gate array technology. Usually with emulator, you're you're like running it through a program and it has a lot of problems with like uh, clock cycle accuracy. For a speedrunner like me, I've never found an emulator that I've really truly thought well. One of my biggest problems with uh, my arcade one up machines is as expensive as they are, they're not clock cycle accurate. If you've spent a lot of time Playing those games, you feel the differences just a little bit. The advantage to FPGA technology is it really is as close. Like there are slight differences, but as far as clock cycle, it's really, really one to one. So if I speed run something, I'm going to do a lot of the Super Mario, the version of Super Mario Two on the (laughs) on the pocket. It's going to be a valid speed run because it's not you know like cheating it with clock cycle. So. Uh, like you may not, I I completely agree, Christina, with your assessment of like the Game Gear sc- not having good games. But if you look at technically all the effort they put into that weird, the 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 like pixelated CRT effect to it, like if you look at an OG Game Gear screen, it has a very specific look to it, and the Pocket just has the most true representation of that I've, I've ever seen. So just, just top to bottom, it is, it is a love letter. Um, The, the one thing I would have to say with this is if you get the Super Nintendo or the Genesis, um, it has an OS that's built in that's specifically for that system. Mm -hmm. The pocket is the first thing that they're bringing out with analog OS, which is kind of a, a more, like, really well thought through OS that they can put on all of their products. I would be shocked if this isn't what's in the duo when it eventually comes out. And I would even bet they eventually will get an update for the SNES and and uh, SNES, NES, and Genesis that has this in it too. The problem is this iteration of it is just not as fully featured as what you might get on the Analog Mini NT. Um, it's good, but it's just not all the way baked there. I haven't seen a single review yet that points to like having Game Genie codes uh, locked right. in, which is something I really want. Um, so... You know, it, it, but the good news is analog really, really does support this stuff. So I think you, you can't expect them to stand behind it. The bottom line is for like $212, this is an absolute bargain. If you don't want to go on eBay and get original carts, I strongly encourage you go get an EverDrive. They are hundred dollars. The version five, I've got it. It's astonishingly well made. You pop realms into it. It's simple. Uh, it's got save states. Like you just cannot go wrong with any of those line of products. So, you know, for for three hundred dollars, you can have a truly top of the line system that can play game boy advance game boy game boy color and with a little bit more like the links and the the game gear like this is it's a true bargain in retro gaming
0: all right well thank you (laughs) sorry
1: i had so much to say there no 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 no, i'm good and and what um you'll have to ping me again whatever drive you got because i'm going to need to get one of those oh sure yeah
0: all right well let's move on (laughs) to our dessert for the day Uh, somehow this dessert is going to contain spoilers for the Sex and the City sequel series. Oh, I can't believe I got that one out. Um, which is... Nice job. ...called And Just Like That. (laughs) And Just Like That. (laughs) And Just Like That. Um, (laughs) it is fun to say if you're, if you're, if you've got your, you're channeling your Carrie. Um, but it does involve Peloton also. Anyway. All right. So... If you have been keeping... This is your last spoiler warning, by the way. We are spoiling the first episode of and Just Like That. And Just Like That. I spoiled the first episode of and Just Like That. (laughs) Perfect. Anyway. In the first episode of the Sex and the City sequel series, Mr. Big, after, you know, (laughs) smoking a cigar, hops on his Peloton for a ride, does a vigorous exercise, then jumps in the shower, uh, has a lengthy heart attack. Yep. Which spans apparently minutes, like more minutes than you would expect, involving Carrie discovering him in the process of having a heart attack and cradling him as he gradually, ever, ever so gradually dies. There's um, a great there's a great Vulture article called um, uh, Ask a
1: Cardiologist, should Carrie have called 911, <laughs> which is actually incredible. And she like has a Q&A with a cardiologist who A, said that the, the thing was accurate and B yes, she should have called 911 like
0: sorry go on no you're that is a, an excellent resource for me. I read this article earlier this week and it is incredibly good. Uh, but what is the tech angle on this you might ask well of course Peloton um, for <laughs> somehow after this episode, Peloton's stock price just <laughs> dropped because people were like, oh my god, Mr. Big had a heart attack because he did a peloton ride. The- <laughs> also <laughs> Peloton. Was like, children. <laughs> also Peloton like
1: first released a statement, they were like, We were not informed that this was going to be a thing because like an actual Peloton um um uh trainer um, uh, <gasps> Coach, oh, whatever no. what, uh, she yeah, well, she was the in the most it. popular yeah trailer. the most popular one. Um, yeah. uh, she uh she played a different character name. So so Jess King. What and, was it?
2: Uh, it was Allegra. Yeah, or Ale- Allegra was her yeah. name. But
1: it was Jess King <laughs> who uh who who had the cameo or whatever. And they were like, oh, they bought it under their own name. And We didn't know this was going to happen. And she was hired, you know, separately. Which yeah, fair. She is a contractor. She doesn't work for you, Peloton. It's it's cool. Um. Uh, so Peloton was like very upset uh, initially and was like trying to like put out PR statements being like it was his
0: uh, what was it his, his lifestyle life- of yes. like drinking and smoking and his heart history because and of course steaks. famously
2: big stakes
0: big stakes. Mr. Big does canonically have heart problems in the original Sex and the City series. Yep. This is not new. Um, Yes, Peloton's argument and also the cardiologist's argument is that it's not the Peloton that's going to give you a heart attack. It's the rest of your lifestyle. But um, they eventually, after their panicked initial responses, came out with, an excellent more so considered good. response oh my god that somehow also happened just like right on the heels of this like 36 hours later or something which is a commercial uh narrated at the end by ryan reynolds starring put together by his production company put together by his, by his advertising production agency who did it starring it chris Knox who just plays brilliant. mr big and just king herself uh champion peloton instructor where they're chilling on the couch in front of a beautiful fire and Mr. Big asks her, "Should we go for another ride?" and then it zooms and she's like, "Yeah." and it zooms out to show there two peloton bikes and then Ryan Reynolds comes in uh, giving a, the long like medical spiel about how peloton does not cause you to have a heart attack and also he's alive he's <laughs> actually alive he's an actor he's alive um, <laughs> and it's really funny to TDH <laughs>
1: yeah it is like they did i have to say um uh, cuz the 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 initial response was was hilarious to me cuz i was like Okay, it is stupid objectively that your stock is going down because a fictional character who again as you mentioned had a heart issue 17 years ago um as so you know has a history of these things like like died also if anybody even following any of the drama of the ill-fated Sex and the City 3 movie that didn't happen because Kim Cattrall was like I don't want to work with this <laughs> which you know fair um this was in the plot for that. Like, that was revealed. Like, it was, like, he died in the shower in that. Like, this this was anybody who had been painting even I don't even remember ha- that. Well, the, 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 that was part of the leak that had happened. So obsessive okay. Sex and the City fans like myself were very much expecting this to happen. I didn't know if they were going to basically do it exactly like mm-hmm. what the movie was. Um, They probably did add the Peloton thing to make it more, you know, updated. But um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but like, you know, th- th- this was their initial response was just like so panicked. I'm like, OK, it is dumb that your stock is dropping, but also chill. But <laughs> once Cooler Heads and Ryan Reynolds prevailed, the the ad, especially for how quickly it came together, um, Metro UK like did an entire like overview of how quickly it all came together, like just the timeline, like they edited it in 12 hours and then got it um, online like this is this is gonna become like it used to be, you know, the, the, the social media response like go to thing for years and years and years was was Oreo responding to the um, the Super Bowl when the lights went out and, mm-hmm. and they had like a whole room of people. Um, coming up with tweets. And then they had um, like a, a tweet that was like, it's easier to dunk in the dark or something like that. And it was like this wild success. This is going to become like the new standard case study that everybody talks about on how to respond to crisis comms and also take advantage of a moment because yes. it was hilarious. It took over everything. And the real winner in all of this is Chris Noth, who yeah. didn't even shave for the freaking ad. It did it in <laughs> Tribeca um and uh and like honestly like
0: I, yeah got, got to paid get paid got to get off of sex in the city yeah got to make a get paid for another ad um and maybe we'll get a free peloton out of this if they're really trying to <laughs> right. improve their image <laughs>
2: I, I, I thought this whole thing was great. I It works on so many it levels. Does. I mean, you know, Jess King is, I, I would say as someone that's on the Peloton forums a lot, I would say Jess King is the most sexualized <laughs> instructor by the community, even more than the guy that was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> like, and he is like, there are a lot of comments about him by wine moms on the Peloton forums. <laughs> but a lot of wine you? moms
1: like Jess King too.
2: Yeah, that's true. True. And, you know, Jess is famously, uh, you know, she's bisexual. So, like, during Pride Week, Peloton is, you know, very uh, conscious about putting her front and center. And, you know, so, like, watching the show and seeing, like, all of Mr. Big's, like, unbelievably Like horny comments towards her. Uh I'm like, this is very authentic with the Peloton experience. This is exactly (laughs) how the community treats her. Uh, But you know, I I just I have to say, like. Everything Ryan Reynolds says in that ad at the end about like, look, you can have a heart attack and die if you work out if you don't work out. But the bottom line is this strengthens your heart. It's good for you. Like none of us live forever. All these things are just operating on the margins and statistically, but I mean, this is good for you. And it's I mean, the Peloton community was freaking the frack out, y'all, about this. No I'm kidding. It as a personal <laughs> oh, I'm sure. insult. Because, I mean, well, they've had a hard find. year,
1: Brianna. Yeah.
0: They yeah, have had a hard we, year.
2: The Not they. We. We've had a very hard year we. in the uh,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You had the inside track to the, the
2: Peloton community I freak saw- out. Because if you're talking about who watches Sex in the City, it's oh, yeah. Peloton Wine Moms, uh, right? Well, yes. no, I mean, I was going to
1: say, I mean, this is the perfect, uh, I mean, for everyone involved, I think this is a win. This is a huge win for HBO Max because, honestly, people were going to talk about, um, um, uh, you know, the show regardless um, because it is one of the most iconic and important television shows of, like, period right mm-hmm. like it, it just is like people always give like the sopranos as, as being like like hbo's big important show and granted but like sex city was a year earlier really and, important yeah that show. was the other
0: yeah the other you know side of mean? that
1: and something and, for everyone um you know it, well that's the thing and it, you know and so so and just like that was always going to have an audience and there's always going to be like the annoying you know media twitter blue check mark people who are my friends but i'm still annoyed with them who are going to be like overly like acerbic about the show and i'm like but you're all watching it and i i know for a <laughs> fact that you all watch the freaking reruns and marathons on e which is a terrible way to watch the show incidentally do not watch three runs on e unless it is just on the background while you work um at a newsroom in new york city which is how um uh, it was on a tv 24 7 when when um i worked at mashable but um, like, you know, people who I know are going to watch it, who I know secretly love Sex and the City are, are all, you know, kind of like, like dissing the show and this and that. But like, we knew the show was going to get a lot of attention, but now it becomes this entire like cultural moment. And then on top of that, the Peloton thing, and then, and then the ad, like, this is a win for everyone involved. Like, w- mm-hmm. well done to, well done to all of them. And, um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I couldn't be more delighted, um, that, for, for Chris Noth, frankly, uh,
2: I love it. Before I move on, I've got to ask Christina. Um, so I was really worried this show was going to be a train wreck. Me too. If you go back and rewatch Sex in the City, it, a lot of it does not hold up. Like it is, it is very much the '90s version of white feminism. And Carrie, like I thought she was great back in the '90s. You rewatch it and you are like, no, this is a narcissistic monster.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, but she's it, our it, narcissist. Monster. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I guess I was really curious to watch this and think, okay, how are they going to update this show that really needs updating for it to to work in, you know, 2021? And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I found this pilot much easier to watch than a normal, uh, you know, like rerun of it. The comedy is a little bit less slapsticky. There's a lot of commentary about, you know, these... These three women that were like really on the edge of culture. Uh, you know, for the original run of the show, and now they're trying to kind of fit in as as things have changed, uh, and they're kind of out of the loop. And you know, they're they're the butt of the joke in 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 several ways. Um, I thought Carrie and Big's arc as someone married, I I thought a lot of that was was very relatable. Um, so you know, I came into this very trepidatious, but the show itself, I think, is it's it's something I'm going to keep watching. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to keep watching. I was going to watch it always. I'm I'm a huge fan of the original. I actually think it holds up better than I, I feel mm-hmm. like. It, I I don't think it's fair to hold shows up to today's standards based on like when they were made. Um, but I also have to personally admit that I have so much like personal attachment to the mm-hmm. show as being you know like a teenager when it was on and it being a show that g- genuinely bonded women in my family. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was like the one show that, like me, my mom, my sister would mm-hmm. all watch and talk about together and, um as inappropriate as that might be, and as surprising as that might be for people <laughs> knowing my mom, but my mom loved that show so much <laughs> um and 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 you know, my sister and I we would fight a lot, but we would bond over sex in the city, and so it's a really special show to me in that regard because it just reminds me of of my the the female members of my family, but oh. I was gonna watch it regardless, but no, I was impressed i think I think they did a good job. I liked they were making the characters the butt of the joke that they were self aware in some ways. The second movie was a disaster. It was terrible. Awful. The first movie was actually really good. It was too yeah. long, but it was really, really good. Um, what did actually uh, another spoiler? Um, but cracked me up. So one of my first dates with Grant was actually the Sex and the City movie, oh, yeah. and and um, and after and so and it was opening night, and women came. Dressed like, and we were in Cobb County. Okay, this is hardly like upscale thing, right? Okay, I mean, you know, Cobb is fine or whatever. We we're in East Cobb, and women were like dressed to the nines. Like they got dressed up to go to this movie. Like it was ridiculous, right? And and so it's a two and a half hour movie, and you drink a big drink. The line for the ladies' room afterwards <laughs> is ridiculous. <laughs> I have to pee really, really badly, and I'm like, what would Carrie Bradshaw do? Carrie Bradshaw would use the men's room. So I did. <laughs> and, and this guy came in. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. And whatever. I was like, oh, no, no, you're fine. You know, because I was installed. Whatever, I was like, you do your thing, whatever. I just didn't want to wait in line. And Grant has told me, like, that, that was one of the moments where he, like, realized, like, he really, like, fell for me because oh, wow. I, just didn't, I just didn't care. That almost the identical thing happens in either the first or the second episode of, of, of the new show. Wow. Like, almost the exact same scenario. So that for me was like kind of personally special, but that's Aww. really fun. So I love that, but no, I'm definitely going to watch. Um, I'm actually been thinking about doing a rebooted TV podcast with my friend Catherine, because there are some good reboots and some bad ones like gossip girl. Very, very bad. Yeah. Uh, Save of the bell. Oh. Very, very good. This one. I think I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be good. I do too.
2: I think they updated it where appropriate.
0: All right. Well, let me tell you that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Clockwise from Relay FM. If you like our show, there's a good chance you will like Clockwise. You absolutely will. You're busy. You don't have loads of time to catch up on everything that happens in tech every week. Clockwise is a weekly roundtable that covers four topics in only thirty minutes, which is my, one of my favorite things about it. You can join hosts Dan Morin and Micah Sargent each Wednesday as they welcome two special guests from a diverse pool of tech pundits, writers, podcasters, developers, and more to talk tech, including all of the, uh, we've all been on Clockwise. uh, Many times. Many times. Well, I guess only like three for me, but it's super fun. I, I was so, They reached out to me this week and last week to find out if I could be on it and I couldn't do it. And I also didn't reply to them and I feel really bad about it. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Uh, I have no defense. Okay, so whether you want to know what's going on this week or timeless tech questions, you know, it'll never be the same show twice. I always really like being on Clockwise because (laughs) it's usually a really good mix of like what's the big story that's going on this week and then they often have, like, a really irreverent topic, like, how do you feel about screen readers and stuff like that? And you get to, like, dig deep into something, like, an interesting prompt that you wouldn't necessarily have thought to talk about yourself, Um and I really enjoy that about the show. And plus, yeah, but it's,
2: it's so stressful to be on it because you're like, how long have I talked for? Am I talking too long?
0: Is the <laughs> show going to be exactly thirty yes. minutes? Oh no! I don't, I've honestly <laughs> never felt that. I feel like they're really good at shepherding me through those <laughs> oh, they sections. Are. Like no,
1: no, no. They they are like the masters of that of like cutting people off and, and getting it in in time.
0: Yeah. How do you handle that, Christina? We'll talk about it later. Previous topics have included the opacity of technology, Twitter's new fact-checking system, Google employees' attempts to unionize, and tech that everyone wants resurrected. Clockwise covers topics from across the tech spectrum, from the moves of the biggest players in tech to the news you might have missed. You can catch the live stream because they do that every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific or subscribe and never miss an episode. See, that's the other thing is that if you over talk, that's just bonus content for their live stream. Go to Relay.fm slash Clockwise or search for Clockwise wherever you get your podcasts. That bad boy's on Overcast. You know it is. Thanks, guys. Hey, let's talk about what we're doing this week. Uh, Brianna.
2: Uh, I am having surgery tomorrow, so, uh, yeah, yeah that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm recovering. It's not serious. Uh, they're not even giving me, uh, uh painkillers for this. Oh, so wow. Cool. I'll be in and out, but, uh, uh, that's what I'm doing this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hope it goes well, crossing my fingers and knocking on wood for you. I'm sure it'll be simple in and out and I, yep. I'm not going to let you speak. I'm going to silence you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For okay. the appropriate amount of time. Um, Christina, what are you up to? So I am going to
1: so I'm now officially off of work um until the beginning of next year. I'm Force actually going to in, stop working. Yeah, one hundred percent. And in fact I still think I'm losing time. And actually I had to I had to take time off, but it was one of those things where I will actually be going into the office to record something tomorrow. But you know. <sighs> I, uh, but but look, I'm off. I'm taking my days. So I'm flying to Atlanta on Sunday, and I will be there for ten days, and I'll be back before um, uh, New Year's. And um, so I'm just getting ready for that. I'm just trying to like get laundry and stuff done, and get get uh, everything like clear cleared up. And then I'm I'm off. I'm just gonna have a bunch of TV to watch. Oh, also, um, uh, Aunt Christina
0: canceled cable, so
1: we'll have to talk about it's your alternative huge. options. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm. Oh, it's a a new world that we are going into here. Frightening. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, I, I just realized I, I just don't watch it enough, and and I pay for all these other services, and the money that I'm I'm charged this is, is really Big of you. It is really big of me. Now, what? Okay, what I might wind up doing is subscribing to YouTube TV because I can get basically all the channels that I didn't watch on cable, plus HBO and Showtime and some other things for like. a month which sounds like a lot of money but it's actually less than half of what I was paying before so Mm. uh, which is ridiculous when you I I don't even want to talk about it um about Mm -hmm. how much money I was throwing out the window but I um I I haven't determined I will be resubscribing to HBO max of course but uh, obviously the rest of it it. uh, in in showtime if I don't wind up getting uh, YouTube TV but the rest of it uh the last millennial has finally canceled cable
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right and this week uh i am flying back to washington for my christmas travels uh Crossing my fingers that that goes well. Uh, But more importantly, we had a video go up this week. We got to play D&D with Joey Beatty from uh, The Witcher. He plays Yasuke on The Witcher. Uh, We did that on Monday and the video is up uh, now. And we played like an hour long, really fun one shot. Um, And it was so good. And it's up on YouTube right now. Uh, So I recommend I would love for people to watch that Um, The Witcher season two comes out this week. And I, for one, am really friggin' excited for it. Christina, where can we find you? This uh, find you online. Where can we find you this week? Where can you we can find, find you me this
1: week and everywhere? You can find me at film underscore girl on the twitters and the instagrams. Um, I think I'm gonna do a hotel tour of my parents' house. I think that'll oh, fun. be fun because <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever done that before, actually. So that might be fun. For I would people. like to see that. That'll um, be fun. and uh, also they go all out on the Christmas decorations. So like. Good. I'm um, sorry. Uh, <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good stuff. And uh, you can uh, find the uh, the videos that I do at work, including my year-end video for the download at youtube.com slash Microsoft Developer.
0: Brianna, where can we find you?
2: You can find me at uh, Brianna Wu on Twitter.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Quasar and youtube.com slash Polygon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rockets. If you liked it, I hope that you will leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcast reviews are found. This episode of Rocket is terminated.
1: Terminated. Terminated.